Hi, I'm Suzanne Story, and this is Love in the Time of COVID-19. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Love in the Time of COVID-19. We will talk about how relationships are changing during this time, but it's more about how we react to those changes. Please take a moment for yourself, breathe, and enjoy the podcast. Some of the things I will talk about during this podcast is how technology is ruling our lives right now and how that it's actually a good thing and we should embrace it, even if just a little bit. For example, my son's roller hockey was supposed to start about one week before the pandemic really locked things down. And on Zoom, the coaches in the roller hockey club are holding exercise classes and focusing on muscles that are really in tune with skating and pushing a hockey stick and a puck around. You don't have to have skates on or even have a hockey stick or a puck because normally you would be able to rent those things before every practice and game. The coaches have really been quite inventive about getting kids involved, in tune with their little bodies, and they are distantly learning about the ins and outs and rules of roller hockey. Along that same idea, I've been using Amazon Prime for about a year now to watch my favorite yoga instructor, but now our local yoga instructor has started a Zoom yoga class. I think this is a brilliant thing to do for the single reason that it is a set time every day or week, and it really helps you get back on that exercise schedule. And Lord knows, we all need to get back on that exercise schedule. On a different note, my mom, who is 81, watches three church services every Sunday morning without ever having to leave the comfort of her own porch chair. She enjoys nature, God, and coffee all morning long. I'm hesitant to say that we might not ever get her back into her regular pew at church because she has found that this is a really great venue for her. I also worry that she might like it so much that she eventually turns to a televangelist and gives him all of our inheritance. Maybe we should be keeping a little bit more of an eye on her. It is at this point, if I was texting, that I would insert either an eye-rolling emoji or a winky emoji, but that's really kind of hard to do while you're podcasting. Speaking of church, our oldest daughter is shopping for a new church in her new city, and I've told her that this is probably the very best time to take a peek inside any and all churches, any and all religions that she might even remotely have an interest in, without taking the plunge by showing up in person to a brand new church, which I've always personally thought was incredibly nerve-wracking. And frankly, something everyone church shopping has had somewhat of a difficult time doing. Walking into a brand new church for the very first time and trying to find God in your Zen zone is like going to your second cousin's twin four-year-old birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese and expecting to find peace and quiet. I personally found that Chuck E. Cheese was a much more Zen place when they served beer and wine. But I digress. I tell my semi-Catholic kiddos to go to a church service that has real wine during communion and to view that as a bonus and should be one of the very first questions asked. Right after, do y'all have a nursery? I've touched on Zoom cocktail hours in a previous podcast and how they've helped me incredibly by reconnecting with fun-loving gals who like to crack one open every Thursday at five. We've had such fun sharing new cocktail recipes, catching up on kids and parents, trash-talking our life partners' idiosyncrasies and shortcomings during a pandemic. 
And we've also had fun doing drinking-related scavenger hunts as a great way to break up the monotony of only talking about the virus, the masks, the social distancing, homeschooling, the lack of available hand sanitizers, the lack of Lysol, where's the toilet paper, and who's buying up all of the yeast? Which brings me to something I've been totally doing differently these days, using the internet and technology to consider importing yeast via Italy on the internet. Because being an artisan baker, in addition to a kick-ass podcaster and mom, all baking yeast in my immediate and not-so-immediate areas have been eradicated from the grocery shelves. When I first discovered that yeast acquisition was going to be an issue, I turned to Facebook and I asked all of my friends to go to their mom and grandmother's baking cabinets in their kitchens and raid what yeast packages they might have. I've discovered that using slightly out-of-date yeast is actually working out pretty well. And then I discovered Costco and Sam's Online and in person. And I have at least 20 people searching in person every time they go into one of these stores. I've had to explain in no uncertain terms just exactly how much yeast jars, strips, and one-pound vacuum packages originally cost to these very well-meaning friends. I was just texted the other day by a friend that was so excited that she had not only found me three yeast packet strips and that she had already bought them for $8 a strip. <sighs> I then had to delicately explain to her that was not cost-effective for me and my excruciatingly small business model. FYI, pre-pandemic, I could buy a yeast strip package of three for a dollar. I refuse to cave to price gougers, period. But I love and still love and appreciate my yeast-seeking friends. One of the mid-pandemic activities utilizing technology that I am most proud of is the bringing together of our county's local service clubs like Rotary Club and Lions Club. We are holding joint meetings on Zoom platform, and since our speakers do not have to come out to us, but we are speaking to them from the comfort of their own homes and offices and our own homes and offices, they could theoretically be a thousand miles away while feeling like they're right there in front of us. It's been a great way to continue to meet, but also technology has allowed us to have some really great speakers on a variety of fantastic subjects. That brings me to the legal system. I've spoken with a friend of mine who is a current sitting district judge covering three counties, including mine, and he said that at first they sort of had to catch up with technology, and the really only difficult aspect of teleconferencing hearings was the fact that they have to meet the open meeting protocols, and just holding the hearings were rather easy, but streaming them, in effect, live onto a platform such as YouTube poses you know, several difficult issues. He said to me that he is surrounded by very capable lay experts on COVID protocols and the internet, the hurdles became less and less of an issue. Another friend of mine did state that it will be interesting to see if any of these telehearing practices stay in place after COVID restrictions are lifted, because it really is a cost-effective way of holding a hearing. Zero drive time, electronic filing, and the ability to have an expert witness that, well, lives a thousand miles away. I guess time will tell, and the world it'd be a-changing. I will talk about what some of the psychology experts and technology experts are recommending during this time of COVID-19 right after this. Are you thinking of adding a pet to your family? Going to your local shelter just may be the answer. 
The ASPCA and NaconaLuckyPaws.org remind you that there are millions of young or adult animals in shelters across the country just waiting for a good home like yours. For more information, visit NaconaLuckyPaws.org. That is N-O-C-O-N-A LuckyPaws.org. According to BetterAging.com, the coronavirus outbreak is leading the country and, in fact, the world toward an an unavoidable discomfort in the form of lockdown. Call it shelter-in-place, self-isolation, or mandatory quarantine. It doesn't really matter. Americans of all classes, ages, and races are set for extended periods of time in their homes. And with that comes an inordinate amount of stress and anxiety attached to a lack of stimulus. Stir-crazy was originally a prison term coined around the turn of the century. In this case, stir was and still is a slang term for prison. The term was used among inmates in prison referring to a prisoner who became mentally unbalanced because of prolonged incarceration. And with that in mind, Here are some tips to help you prepare for extended periods of isolation. Whether it's investing in some free weights, a badminton set for the backyard, or taking up some interactive gaming, it's important that you keep fit during a time that could easily see an increase in sedentary behaviors. Exercise can provide purpose to your day and significantly improve your mood. If you're the outdoorsy type, this is a good time to take up projects in the yard or a do-it-yourself project. And you know there are plenty of these projects on YouTube and Pinterest. FaceTime and Skype are the likely senior favorite applications for staying in touch, seeing friendly faces, and being around loved ones. Cell phones are really a great tool too, but newer versions include games built in and they can be played between friends and facilitate chats. It might not be the same as your weekly bridge game, but it can help keep a group of friends in touch while entertaining the mind just a little bit. My daughter just taught me about the app House Party. It's actually quite easy and really fun. It is a free app where up to seven of your closest friends can gather and either just talk or actually play built-in games on the app. The games are pretty fun. Some include a Pictionary-type drawing game, a charade game, and a trivia game. It does take two hands to hold the phone and simultaneously draw hideous stick figures for the other guests to guess, and I have found that it's not a great platform to enjoy during a social cocktail hour because it is just way too fast-paced for that. According to John Manuel Android with psychologytoday.com, he writes that fortunately there are concrete steps that we can take to reduce anxiety that don't involve medication or even meditation. Here are some of the things that he recommends and has found helpful in managing his own anxiety during this extraordinary time. He says to stay informed and updated on the news, but limit your exposure to TV images of pain and suffering so as not to become overwhelmed by grief and even consider a real newspaper instead. Focus on the positive actions you can take to prevent exposure to the virus, including social distancing, hand washing, and wearing a face mask while you're around others in places like the grocery and liquor stores. Don't minimize the health crisis by exaggerating statistics or allowing loudly opinionated, underinformed public figures to influence you. And remind yourself This too shall pass. And when it does, we will have changed, hopefully for the better, if we learn from our experiences, to be more resilient as we face future challenges. Reflect with gratitude on everything good and positive in your life and in the world, and make sure that your voice in your head, referred to as self-talk, directs your thoughts and actions from a place of information and positive action, not fear. 
and get outside. Socially distance, of course, but into the sunshine and into the nature. There is a beautiful springtime unfolding out there, and a walk or a hike can do wonders for you. And definitely listen to upbeat music. Dance while making dinner like we do at our house. It's incredibly therapeutic. And laugh regularly. And one final tip. Give yourself permission to cry as needed. It's healthy, and it's a normal, human, compassionate response to suffering. And we are all suffering. Even the most resilient people need to vent the buildup of sadness at all we are living and witnessing. It's a hard time, and we are all going through this together. But we can get through this together as well, while holding it all together, too. Like I said in the intro of my podcast, it's about relationships and how we react to those relationships that really matter. Anchor.fm and Apple Podcasts bring you great podcasts just like this one. Please like and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts because that's what helps my little podcast be found easier. I'm Suzanne Story, and this has been Love in the Time of COVID-19, brought to you by the studios of North Fork of Red River, a Texas-based studio.